of us go through life looking for our calling, for something that we can deem our life's purpose. When this mission includes working for a greater cause, there are moments when our devotion to helping others is challenged. In today's listening tour, we hear an inspiring story about one man's personal commitment to making a difference despite the many obstacles he faced. James Porter sits down with Jonathan Rout, lymphatic filariasis advocate and project officer of CASA, Church's Auxiliary for Social Action, a relief and development focused non-governmental organization based in India. Through the organization, which is closely associated with the Global Network for Neglected Tropical Diseases, the Center for Disease Control in the U.S., and Interchurch Medical Assistance, Jonathan has worked tirelessly for 27 years to improve the living conditions of those most in need in India. Starting from the grassroots level, he began his career as a village worker, pursued higher education, and rose through district, state, and regional levels where today, he oversees all developmental programs of nine states in eastern India. But despite his accomplishments, Jonathan faced some hurdles early on that almost discouraged him from pursuing his work. In the beginning, I had uh, some wish to do the social work. Um, then I joined uh, my after my graduation, then after, law, after my MSW, when I joined, then uh, I continued, but in between people say this job is not your job, this is not so good. Uh, these are the jobs of the uh, non and fathers, those have no family, nothing in their life. So then I was a little bit frustrated Then I thought I would not work in the social uh, development line. But then I went back to my father. My father is a very big uh, government official. But I was not posted in my state. So I went back, then I talked to my father. Then I said, people are not uh, saying like this, so I will not work in this sector. So, But he said that uh, when you are uh, six months year old, you was affected by diarrhea. So you are almost on the dying bed. And at that time, we decided if you will survive, then you will work for the God or for the people. So, uh, as a father, as a uh, your guardian, I am happy with you. So go ahead, don't uh, look back. So from that day, I am not uh, looking back and doing the work. And uh, as a Christian, it was also my desire to work for the church directly or indirectly. So it is. It was <coughs> more with the church in development sectors. Uh, so it was liked by me and I worked on that. Jonathan's spiritual and personal dedication to helping others was soon realized through CASA's work with people suffering from lymphatic filariasis, also known as LF. LF is a mosquito-borne disease caused by a parasite, which afflicts over 120 million people worldwide. While controllable and preventable, if untreated, LF can cause serious disfigurement and discomfort in daily life. And so you said that uh, you're working with lymphatic filariasis now? Um, yes, actually this program was totally new for us because uh, I, I am working this organization uh, for the last 27 years, but from 2003 we saw many lymphatic filariasis patients on the street. 
But uh, from CASA side, there was no program before that. Can you tell me a little bit more about working with the patients directly? Uh, actually, in the beginning, in 2003, we started our program with awareness and education. Awareness and education for the community as a whole. Because in our place, it is a stigma. Uh, people have the blind belief that uh, in, because we, we did some wrong things in the past by our um, forefathers, so we, today we are in this stage. So we try to educate the people. And from 2003 to 2007, we conducted all the educational programs, but uh, and also programs uh, for BCC, how to use mosquito nets, how to prevent um, malaria uh, program disease in the area. But in 2007, Dr. David Ardis of CDC and um, Mr. Paul Destrin of IMA, they visited our program area. After the visit, the, they suggested us that MDA is going on by the government and CASA should work for MDA promotion and also your job mainly to address the morbidity management. So from that day, our program took different shape. Earlier it was only the IEC program and awareness education, but from 2007 we started our program DEC, MDA program, as well as patient targeted program. So from that day we started our program, home-based foot care management. As the only organization concentrating on morbidity management in India, specifically lymphedema management, from 2007 to 2015, the program reached more than 25,000 patients from 2,300 villages and provided great support to the government at the launch of MDA campaigns. Jonathan and his team identified young boys and girls from each village and trained them as youth volunteers on essentials like foot care management and home nursing. The program also included training families, patients, and school children so that foot care management became a priority for the whole community. While the much needed work was vital to so many in need, India's political and social barriers presented some major difficulties. For Jonathan, Breaking these barriers, not only for himself, but also for the communities around him, was something he could not ignore. Actually, it was very interesting for us because uh, uh, in some places we faced uh, troubles in the beginning because uh, in India we have many political problems also and especially for CASA because CASA starts with churches auxiliary. The word church is also <coughs> challenging for us. So, um, but the community, they observe our activities. I myself personally doing the foot care and going to the patients and we are doing the foot care directly. It is my, uh, I am getting some spiritual satisfaction within me when I am doing the foot care uh, with the community because we are not using any gloves. On the naked hand, we are doing the foot care management. Our principle is that the gloves will make a bar between me and the patient. It will not uh, create a feeling of attachment. So many doctors, uh, medical officers, they suggested us it is better to use the gloves, but we decided not to use. So like when I started giving training 
directly with the patients with the naked hand and I give training to the youths also, they also started doing the same work. So seeing that, you know in India we have a uh, class systems, caste systems, so many higher caste people, they also convinced and they came and they started the foot washing of the lower caste people. So that changed uh, in the mindset of the people. So those who are opposed in the beginning, they came forward, they helped us. And there are numbers of cases because we thought that we should give training to the family members first because family members are there who will help them lifelong till their uh, death. So our priority was to give training to the grandchildren, children of the victims so that they will do the uh, home-based food care management of their own in the house. So uh, beginning it was challenge but later on from that day we are getting full support from the community and from the youth. Um, so you were saying that you were caring for the people directly and you were talking about caring for the wound care without the gloves on. What was their reaction of the people who you were caring for? How did they react um, to, to what you were doing for them? When we started this uh, food care management, the, uh, I cannot explain what way the patients were happy. And uh, with happy, uh, they were so happy that uh, they cried because uh, the patients were neglected. They were used to stay on the backyard of the house. They never uh, considered uh, by the family members as the as one of the important family member of that house because they have the thought that if I will go to the front door and if people will see me, then maybe my grandma, um, granddaughter will not be able to marry. People may not come to my house. So I, I am not a lucky person for my family. So they used to stay on the backward where the cattles are there. On that side they used to stay. But when we went there, we helped them in cleaning, we helped them in giving education. And when they saw that total mindset of the family members changed and they came forward to do the food care and food washing, at that time they were so happy. And uh, uh, it is difficult to explain. So uh, I think uh, there is, it took a long time uh, because of uh, social problems, casteism, class conflict, so many, but it took uh, um, maybe first two years, it was really struggle for us, but later on it works very nicely. And the patients are really very happy because they said that nobody was there to touch our, not, not the leg, even to their body, because people have that, that if will touch, then that disease will come to us. Mm -hmm. So this blind belief was there. So when we directly went and we washed their feet, we helped them, they are very happy. The success of the program and the immense impact that it's had on the lives of many neglected and previously ostracized people has truly touched Jonathan. But even more importantly, it has given him a vision for the future. He hopes to leave a legacy behind and wishes that his work will encourage those afflicted with LF to pursue a fulfilling and meaningful life. What do you hope for the, the future of the program? I mean, for in terms of people that you're currently caring for, but then 
obviously the goal is to stop the transmissions. You don't have to treat patients anymore, but what, what would you like to see happen with this program and for patients in general with LF? They are, first of all, they are human. After that, they are the patients. So they have to live with dignity, with their right. And also now we are trying to uh, form uh, patients club. Through patients club, they can uh, place their demand near the government, if possible, government, after the MDA. Now government is uh, spending lots of money on MDA. Maybe after that, government may use some money from that for their morbidity management because they have the right as a citizen to get that benefit. So it is not that CASA or IMA or CDC will be there always, but if we will give them proper training, if we will help them to demand their rights as a citizen uh, with dignity, definitely I hope they will get that someday. Listening Tour is produced by the N Fund, with special thanks to the Neglected Tropical Disease NGDO Network. Mm -hmm.